Canterbury folk artist Amiria Grinnell has one. It's called Lanterns. Much gentler than fireworks, but still a nice light. And its video's up online to have a look at. Amiria's a Tui Award winner. She's been part of Fly My Pretties. And as we said, she's the daughter of John Grinnell, the man who sang that music used in the ad for Toyota once upon a time. John died a little over a year ago now. His children are all talented musically. Amiria's been playing South Island dates recently with the folk trio St. Martin's. She's also part of two duets, Coyote with Holly Arrowsmith and the Swan Sisters with Amy Grace. A new album from her is due next year, and the track we'll play now is on it. Amiria is joining us. Kia ora. Kia ora, good morning. Good to talk to you too. The Lanterns video is very picturesque. Yeah. You're, you're hanging little jars of flowers in a tree at an idyllic old farm or orchard somewhere. Where did you shoot it? I couldn't pick the location. Yeah, it's a beautiful little spot in Le Bon's Bay, which is on the Banks Peninsula. And my good friend Persephone actually took me there. I was, I was recovering from COVID. It was the kind of those weeks after where I was just exhausted um, about a year and a half ago. And she took me on a drive out there and said, I've got a little place to show you. And I was thinking of your music video. So she took me out there and um, showed me this this old little falling to pieces shack and the, the tree and just the surroundings, which was so beautiful. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. People will hear the song shortly. I think I eventually got the metaphor of what you were doing with the flowers on the tree. Can you explain? I think we were bringing some colour and beauty back to something that was dead. And the inspiration for that, I mean, it's a love song with a difference. It's about letting go of love, isn't it? It is. It's. Um, I was writing that. I wrote that in a little place called Herbert down south of Wamaru. And um, I went for a little solo writing retreat or just a solo getaway. It was a perfect little spot. There's this little farm cottage and there's lots of birds out the windows. And, um, and I wrote it that weekend. And when you were in that little cottage in Herbert, you flooded the bath. You flooded the birth, the bath in Herbert. <laughs> yes, and I can't quite figure out how that happened, but it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad Airbnb um, guest. <laughs> it was fine the first night. The second night it didn't like me, but it was it was okay. <laughs> and, and, and later were there floods of tears? I think you – didn't you complete the song and – the whole import of it, the you know, the emotions around it just kind of made you weep. Yes, I was, we actually recorded this one in my home. And Ryan Fisherman, who I was working with, brought all the studio gear. We thought we'd do the whole album, well, all my vocals and guitar tracks at my house. But we ended up only doing two because my house is a frame-off house and it moves and creaks and... um makes sounds in the wind and the weather so we did the two songs and then the day after we packed up and went back to his studio which is called the hut in Christchurch and um, continued there but yes recording that song was uh, it was quite raw for me and I recorded it and then we listened back to it and I had a good cry (laughs) as we have to do because it's about someone or is it just about past life 
not to pry too uh, much. No, it, it was about someone, yeah. Mm, okay. I, I heard you. <laughs> that'll do us. I heard you talk. <laughs> I heard you talk on Radio One in Dunedin that there are songs that oh, right. songs that float above us, and you reach up and grab one before someone else does. I thought that was quite. Get it. Yeah, I thought it was yes, quite interesting. Yes, my friend um, Bryony told me about that, and it was she read it in a book one day and it, that's quite an interesting idea that there's all these songs floating around and when one comes to you it like hits you and you have to sit down and quickly write <laughs> and if you don't grab it then it might go to someone else so you grew up on that farm in white cliffs where your dad hosted music festivals in the back paddocks and they went on for many years that would have been exciting for you as a girl Yes, it was it was so much fun for us four kids. Um, Mum and Dad worked really hard organising them all year, and they ran them for fourteen years, which is quite a long time. Um, and yeah, just as kids looking up on the stage and seeing all these different styles of music playing, I think we all became quite inspired. They stopped when I was about ten years old. I was 10 when I first picked up a guitar and learned a couple of songs and then started writing my own ones about saving the earth and dolphins and whales and flowers were my first lyrics which, um, subjects. Which are hard songs to write for the violin. I think you started out on the violin, didn't you? I did when I was younger, yeah. yes. I never got that great. I mean, I was in the Limwood High School orchestra, but I was just cheeky at the back, third violin. Uh, I did learn a little bit of um, the Irish fiddle kind of reels and a few of those when I was a teenager because I love folk music and my mum would take me to folk festivals. Um, so I did a little bit of that, but I haven't picked up the violin for a very long time. I think your dad was quite remarkably and naturally musical in ways that not everybody knew about, wasn't he? Yes, he had such an amazing ability to use his voice in different ways and lots of different recordings and albums and records you can hear um like this very smooth deep voice and then he can go higher and do his yodeling or then he can be silly and put on accents and different voices and yeah it just i think it just developed over years but his voice is legendary i think it's so beautiful to listen to and and yeah we we all got little bits of his musical talents through the kid through the the kids <laughs> there's a there's a lovely video of you and your father singing together towards the end of his life i think singing the wild mountain time i just came across it by accident oh that's a house concert i was doing in pudo over over from um, the bays around from Littleton and dad was there and I went to go pick dad up from the rest home that day and they were doing a church service. They were going, they were about to do a church service and he said, Oh no, I'm needed here. They need my singing voice. Here. <laughs> and I said, Oh dad, no, please come to this house concert. And I'm so glad I took him because we then went into another lockdown. He was just the last couple of years of his life. It was so many lockdowns, of course, being in a rest home. 
and it was such a beautiful day out there and he had some great yarns with people and it was a beautiful spot to be filled with nature and um, a really nice summer February day and my good friend Monique was sitting beside him so she just filmed while I was singing Wild Mountain Time she just got her phone out and filmed Dad singing along mm. which is a beautiful way memory we have captured It's an utterly charming video that one You're the youngest of pretty talented siblings what are your older brothers all doing at the moment? So Denver's my eldest and he was working at Radio New Zealand in Wellington and now he's helping the book town, book fair, book town, oh my gosh, Featherston, book town. Mm -hmm. So he's also a talented musician. He's very good at bass and drums and guitar. Oakley lives in Melbourne and he's a guitar teacher and he comes over to New Zealand every summer and does a tour so we'll probably play a couple of gigs together this summer um and redford is living out on the family farm just kind of making his own music he's kind of retreated a bit um over the last few years he and was he was the drummer for shapeshifter yes yeah mm. amazing amazing albums they created then but unfortunately it his ears got a bit ruined from it, so mm. hence how he's not he's not playing live much these days. But occasionally, occasionally, he came and did a workshop with me at a high school this year, which was really cool. The kids were so stoked to ask him lots of questions about when he was in Shapeshifter, yeah. and I saw him light up, which was really nice. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, that that is cool. And you're playing around Christchurch and Nelson this summer, and then a late summer tour for the new album release. Is that right? Yes, I'm thinking it will be more autumn okay. when I get all my ducks in a row because I love autumn. It's my favourite season of the year. What's the album called? The Winter Light. Winter Light. A Maria Grinnell. It's one of the songs in the album as well. I always wondered where the name Amiria came from because it's not only a Maori first name, I think. It's an interesting name. Yes, my auntie was has this name, Amelia, and so it was kind of passed down from her. And because it's it means Amelia in Māori, she was actually called Millie from mm. a lot of people because a lot of people couldn't say it. So she's always been known to me as Auntie Millie. <laughs> her, her birth name was Amelia. So <laughs> but you don't get Millie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I get Mia. My brothers nicknamed me as a baby Mia because they couldn't say a media. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens a lot to various people with various yeah. names. Lovely to mm. talk to you. We'll play Lanterns with great pleasure. Good luck for the summer and the autumn and the album. Thanks so much, Jim. Nice to talk to you again.